The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. One of those idiots who believe in analytics. What's happening, party people? It is a numbers game. Good Tuesday morning to you. VSEN, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game. Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight, is here as well. Jeff, are you good? Yeah, uh, that was. Very not entertaining football game last night. You know how we come in here some day, some mornings after football, and we'll go through like a exhaustive play-by-play autopsy of the shenanigans that happened the night before, just because something incredible will happen in terms of the game, whether coaching decisions, refs, whatever it is. That game deserves almost no recap of whatsoever. Buccaneers crushed the Giants 30-10. to um, I'll tell you what we will do later. We will break down, among other things, the remaining 134 survivor entries at Circa. So a little bit of a deep dive into that. For those who are still alive and for those who are still interested in sort of the intrinsic value of survivor entries at this point in the season, what people have left, how they might play it, uh, we'll do that a little later on the show. That should be very interesting. Um, We'll also talk to Pete Futak on college football. He's with us each and every Tuesday. The most uh, common text I received this weekend from random people was was people saying to me, you think Futak's going to defend Dan Dan Mullen after this week? Someone asked, uh, Pete, what do you think about Dan uh, Dan Mullen right now? Dan Mullen no longer, of course, at Florida. But uh, he was was definitely uh, protecting these coaches for a long time. We'll see what he says about Dan Mullen now and other things, of course, in college football. Jeff, you and I will talk college football. We'll talk about Week 12 our plays here early in the week anyway. 
in the National Football League, what we're looking to play. Uh, and we will also do college basketball with, uh, is it Matty Cox from Three Man Weave today? Oh, you got Kai McKeon Kai today. McKeon from Three Man Weave. All right. That's right. The Weave continues with uh, big games here in town in Las Vegas, especially tonight. Revenge match. Gonzaga-UCLA from last year's semifinals. One of the great games in recent NCAA history. Uh, but let's start with uh, our man from the Deep Dive podcast and, of course, Bet the Edge from NBC Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. It's Drew Densick. How you doing, Drew? Good. Good morning, Gil. Good morning, Jeff. How's everybody doing this morning? We are well. We are well. If I may speak on behalf of Jeffrey, we are well. Jeff? Yes? Oh, Jeff puts a thumbs up. He says that's correct. <laughs> so how did you, first of all, let me just start with this. How did you do this past weekend of the NFL? My, If memory serves, based on what you told me a week ago, I think you did pretty well, didn't you? No. No? No? no. Sorry. Memory it's didn't serve. Par, par, for, par for the course, Memory honestly. did not uh, serve. Got, got, got hooked in a couple of games. Um, ultimately, uh, it was a fine weekend. Uh, got halftime winners in the primetime games of Sunday night and Monday night, which pretty much bailed me out of what would have been uh, like the eighth consecutive losing weekend in the NFL this year. It's just been a slog of a season, uh, capturing meaningful closing line value left and right and can't manifest that into a winner. Um, but that's okay. A lot of games left. It's only week 12. It's only um, week 12. And honestly, like if I tried to take a step back, like I obviously like when you're not winning and you're betting, like it's not fun. No, there's no denying this. Um, but I think even broader than that, like the NFL just has been no fun in general this year. Like it's just hasn't been a very entertaining product. And you guys off the top were bang on last night's game was awful. Um, and I think in general, we, they, you know, the NFL has a little bit of a quality problem right now. Um, it's pretty it's pretty ridiculous to say that this is entirely based on, you know, expanding to a 17 game season. Uh, there's obviously a lot of factors that play into to this, you know, the way that the game is officiated, the way that, uh, uh, you know, injuries have been impacting things lately, obviously matter. Um, but, uh, week 11 was a bust, man. Whew, that afternoon slate was not great. No uh, primetime game on Sunday night was really poorly officiated. Uh, I think the outcome was correct that the chargers getting a win, but, uh, you know, there were times where I was scratching my head, like, really, we're going to have another Steelers primetime game where the refs are going to give them every benefit. Okay. Um, well, you know, yeah, I was, thought that yeah. I thought that about the chiefs Cowboys game. I talked about it on primetime more than I did on a numbers game yesterday. And I, and I mentioned four different non-calls that should have gone against the Chiefs that didn't. There were two intentional groundings. There was one defensive hold that turned a potential touchdown into a field goal for Dallas. And then there was a P.I. that left both Aikman and Buck apoplectic, right, on the last drive, which, which, the, Chiefs, which the Cowboys actually overcame to get all the way to the 20-yard line before they threw a pick. And I mentioned them all on primetime, and Matt Brown's like, I didn't notice anything. So it really is, it's fascinating how betting does that right the lens through which sure. you see a game and like i'm sitting there i'm sitting there thinking to myself like how could you not have noticed any of them and he probably to me is like how did you think there were four right so it's that's a fascinating thing about betting well there's and i but it's more i think that says more about the state of football doesn't it yes like no one knows what anything is <laughs> like there's yeah. just complete inconsistency in terms of how the game is being called right now. It feels like the way that holding was, you know, really, cause like they made a, made a really smart move. I felt like at the beginning of last season to reduce the a number of offensive holding calls, because that really bogs the game down tremendously, particularly when it's pl like players that are completely unrelated to the play, uh, you know, or, you know, it's like, Oh, Hey, there's a two yard run into a cloud of dust. Oh, but there was a hold we saw it. 
marching back 10 yards. It's like, what? That's right. You had one and a half here? seconds like, to find that. Yeah. Yes. And on, and on top of that, no, no clear, clearly no advantage was gained if it was a, you know, a, you know, a lot of wasted down anyway. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the PI stuff, uh, you know, at this point, uh, you know, those, that penalty is so, um, you know, outrageously, uh, you know, so outrageously lopsided in terms of impact on the defense. Yes. that uh, I feel like a lot of wide receivers and quarterbacks, even like they're probably being coached. Like, you know, if you're going deep and you don't have a ton of confidence that your guys got separation, you're probably better off under throwing it because mm-hmm. if he's under throwing it and the wide receiver knows he's going to have to come back and he's going to run into the D back, the D backs not going to get the benefit of the doubt oh. in that situation. Drew, I mean, if I was years. a coach, I, if you're yeah. a coach and you're not telling your guys this, you're doing them, you know, you're, 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 uh, you're, you know, that's a miscarriage of yeah. coaching. The, the, the <laughs> so. Colts, I think the Colts won a game and, and kept in, in another game doing that, you know, on consecutive oh, yeah. weeks. Let me just ask you a couple yeah. broad questions here because, again, there's now we're into week 12. So you have this, you know, this six to seven week. Is it six or seven? I don't even remember now. With the extra game, by the way, the extra game has completely changed everything. But it's yeah. we basically are now beginning the home stretch of the of the NFL season. There's still a few weeks with buys, uh, and then we'll really be in the home stretch. But let's let's take a team like the Tennessee Titans, right? I think it's this is so indicative of the season. Everything we've just been talking about. Sure. There is the Titans right now are the number one seed in the AFC, right? Is currently constituted. <laughs> I I by their record, right? They're the number one seed. Yes. If the playoffs were to start tomorrow. So I yeah. love them long term because if they can maintain the number one seed and then get Derrick Henry back, they're as it's a great position to be in. The problem is, is and I'm one of them. I had the Texans this past week because I was like, there's no way they should be ten point favorites. I think the Texans would win outright. But right now, as currently constituted, without Derrick Henry, without Julio Jones, right, they're a shell of their former selves, and they're just this team that there's one outcome that they can be in perfect position, and there's another outcome where they could just be a disaster. And they're so to me that's a symbol of this season where it's like, not only do you not know what you're getting from these teams week to week because everybody seems to be flawed in some respect. But they're the they're the poster child for the for the the season itself, where it's like, I don't know if they're going to be awesome late January or if they're going to be gone before early January. I mean, what do where do you stand on that team? <laughs> I, the fragility is is the is the word I think you're you're pointing yes. to, and I think it's correct. Uh, right now, I have the Titans power ranked twentieth in the NFL. Uh, I would have them. Dogs on a neutral to uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Denver Broncos. Oh, my God. Slight, Pittsburgh. Slight favorites over the Carolina Panthers and the Washington. Football oh, team. my God. That's and this is your one seed. This is the one seed we're talking it's the about. One seed. And, yet, and, and yet and, if they beat the Patriots <laughs> this week, which is a big if, but if they figure that out, they are in glorious position. Right. So, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it's 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 insane. And their schedule, looking at the rest, remaining schedule, second easiest in the NFL. Uh, the only easier schedule remaining, I believe, is the Philadelphia Eagles. That's correct. Um, yeah, so they can coast their way to uh, an AFC South title, um, potentially get a bye, get right, and uh, be a be a difficult out in the playoffs. I suppose. Um, they, I I still think that they're they don't match up well against a team that can come in and score 30 on them at any given, you know, in any given game. Um, but, uh, you know, they are actually, they are actually set up fairly well in terms of recovering from a lot of these injuries. Who's your number, uh, who's your number one power rank team now, Drew? 
Tampa Bay by with a bullet. Yeah. With not, a bullet. there's no, Oh yeah. There's no other team that I think you can say have, you have high confidence. They're going to be in the late stages of the playoffs besides the Buccaneers. I, every other team, as you mentioned, has key flaws, key issues. And, uh, you know, that there's something could go wrong. Uh, Tampa Bay, I think still, uh, very likely to get your one seed in the NFC. Um, and uh, just in general, the fact that you have the experience with Tom Brady, a quarterback in the playoffs, you know, it, it, it means something. Um, you know, that's this is a team also that's in the same position as your Titans, where they continue to win games. They continue to perform well, even though uh, they are missing still uh, potentially their best wide receiver in Antonio Brown. I mean, who knows if we'll see him again. But if he comes back at some point, that's even more uh, ammo for them. Uh, they're deploying Leonard, Leonard Fournette in ways that I didn't think were, you know, what, what you know, I didn't think this was going to be as effective as it has been. So hat tip to them for figuring out how to get Leonard Fournette involved. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the defense should get healthier, should get, uh, you know, you'll get Via Vea back at some point. You'll continue to get players back on the secondary. So uh, the Buccaneers are still pretty obviously the number one, at least in my numbers. And oh, by the way, Tom Brady. And oh, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Not Arizona, huh? Not Arizona. <laughs> No, I don't really have a ton of faith that even if Kylo Murray comes back, he will be able to stay on the field for the duration of this season, which is the huge issue for me. That's um, their flaw. This, yeah. yeah, I mean, if this is Colt McCoy's to lose in the playoffs, then he'll lose. Uh, and that's, you know, that, that it, Cliff Kingsbury, I suppose we have to. I have to at least revitalize, you know, re revise my opinion of him to a degree because he's been able to get a lot more out of the squad than I thought was possible. When you lose Kyler Murray, you lose J.J. Watt. There was a potential for this team to completely come unraveled at the seams, but they got tough wins against San Francisco two weeks ago, tough win against Seattle this week. So uh, hat tip to them and the job he's doing in Arizona. All right. Bounce back coming for Drew week 12, including Thanksgiving. We'll talk about <laughs> his uh, picks that he's already made, that he already has in his count, those that he is thinking about making for week 12. 12, a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, coming back. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. 
I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM, with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We get tweets at Beanie the Book. Always appreciate that. This is from uh, Cancer Free from Stage 4. Congratulations to you, by the way. For some time now, he says, Gil and I and others have said the Sunday, Monday of Thanksgiving weekend is as brutal as any weekend for Survivor Contest, maybe ever. It won't shock me if there is less than 50 people after this weekend because there are no gimme games at all. I would not be shocked either. Again, full survivor breakdown of the remaining 134 entries uh, coming up in or a little later this hour. This is from uh, Joel Gajowski. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. He said Buffalo was missing four key players this past weekend. Two, their two best offensive linemen uh, in Brown and Feliciano. Also, two huge run-stopping guys on defense at Edmonds and Star Lutalele. Uh, Mason, T- uh, reason the reason Taylor was able to run wild. Jonathan Taylor, that is. People don't realize how huge missing good linemen can be. A fair point, for sure. J-Rod, when are we going to get a Gillionaire, Gillionaire gang shirt in the uh, VEASAN store? Thank you for that. Flattered. One day. One day soon. Bill supposedly working on designs. I don't know. Let's get back with Drew Dinsick here uh, from the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast from NBC Sports. Bet the Edge he does with Sarah Perlman. Deep Dive with Andy Molitor. Let's give them a shout. And you can follow all of uh, Drew's stuff at whale underscore capper. All right, Drew, Thanksgiving Day, a trio of games. Do you have anything on Thanksgiving? Anything? 
boy, do these games uninspire, <laughs> uninspiring. <laughs> what an uninspiring trio of games. Oh, man. Uh, I'm actually sad. You know, usually, you know, Thanksgiving NFL is a, uh, is a tradition that I think uh, uh, takes us all back to childhood. It really does. Uh, you know, I very, very vividly remember. My, actually, my favorite memory, probably uh, the Miami-Dallas game in the snow uh, where, you know, Leon Lett, Leon touches, Lett. The funk, touches the missed field goal and gives him a second chance to kick the game-winning field goal for Miami. Uh, that was an incredible game. Um, this, uh, this slate is uninspiring from a betting standpoint. If I had to take sides, I would take Chicago, uh, Vegas, and Buffalo. Um, I haven't made any bets on these, but I guess the case, the strongest case I guess I could make is for Buffalo. Buffalo is taking on a New Orleans team that, um, you know, pretty obviously has been exposed offensively at this point. Trevor Simeon, even though he's putting up statistics, I think there is pretty clear blueprint on how you stop this guy. And uh, he really just doesn't have much to, to work with in the passing game. There is rumors swirling. Alvin Kamara may be back. Alvin Kamara hasn't been effective all season. He's been dealing with something beyond what has kept him out these last couple of weeks. And if he's been limited in practice, if he is still physically uh, incapable of being his explosive self, then whether he's on the field or not does not matter to me one way or the other. This is a Buffalo or pass type of situation. Um, Buffalo's offense has been uninspiring for many of the uh, last few weeks. And I think a ton of that can be attributed to situational matchups and, and weather and motivation. Um, you know, they have their backs against the wall at this point. Uh, not even, you know, the current leaders in the AFC East, all of a sudden they would be the seven seed if the playoffs started today, which is absolutely mind blowing. Um, but, uh, in the dome in the, in the controlled environment against the new Orleans defense, that is, uh, you know, that has been carrying the water for a lot of weeks here for the saints is finally starting to show some cracks. Uh, I think Buffalo ought to be able to put up some points and get this win in the, um, in the, uh, in the nightcap. That's probably the strongest angle that I see on the board for, you know, for Thanksgiving in general, uh, Dallas and the quotes swirling about uh, how they need to establish the run in the last 48 hours is very troubling. Uh, this is an offense that did not need any pointers or or refinement or uh, suggestions from owner Jerry Jones at all uh, throughout the season. This was the most dynamic unit that you had in the NFL. Uh, and they ran into a couple of stumbling blocks as you have, you know, Dak Prescott dealing with some injuries, a couple of uh, offensive line you know, shuffling that has impacted the uh, pass protection there. Um, you know, ultimately I, I don't love taking the seven with the Las Vegas Raiders in their current state. Um, but that should be a pretty entertaining game. And in general, Dallas tends to bottle it on Thanksgiving. So, uh, why not grab a touchdown worth of points if you have to. And then, uh, I lean Chicago only because Andy Dalton, I'm expecting to go and Detroit can't really rush the passer much. And if you're going to give Andy Dalton the clean pocket, uh, he's going to be able to dink and dunk his way down the field, get some points on the board. Uh, I think Chicago probably gets into the 20s here, and I can't say the same for Detroit, regardless of who's under center. Andy Dalton is officially the Bears starter on Thursday. We we learned that last night, so that's the uh, that's the word from Chicago there. All right, and then, by the way, Buffalo being the number seven seed, we may take a look, Jeff, later on in the show at uh, – AFC number one seed odds, which are available at BetMGM, and also yes/no playoff odds. Buffalo no to um, to miss the playoffs. In other words, four to one at some shops. Four to one to miss them outright. Uh, and then Sunday, Drew, uh, the biggest spread on the board is New England, a five and a half point consensus favorite against Tennessee. Everything else is four and a half or less, and really most of them three and a half or less. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a, it's quite a slate. I mean, on paper, this should be entertaining, right? Yeah. (laughs) This should be good. Uh, but yeah, this is, um, this is a, yeah, for survivor purposes, best of luck. Uh, I'm out of my league as of (laughs) two weeks ago. God bless Uh, it. Best of luck uh, to all of you. Yeah. Best of luck to you. Uh, Boy, um, I, I don't I don't think you can make a case to lay the points with New England as good as they have been and as much as they improve week in, week out. Uh, this is too much of an adjustment in one week. Um, you know, yes, Tennessee needed to be revised down. People were hesitant to do that when they were taking on inferior competition. They were aggressive, however, this week in doing that. If this closes six, I'll have some serious thoughts about backing the Titans, but I have not gotten involved in this one yet. Um, couple that I do, th- you know, a couple good games that I do, that do stand out for me. Um, Minnesota, I think is for real. Um, this is a team that the ball bounces a little bit differently for them this season. We could be talking about them as potentially a one seed in the NFC. Uh, they lost a bunch of games early on that could have gone their way if they had made field goals or not fumbled or, you know, gotten a, a little bit friendlier whistle. So, uh, Minnesota is not, it's not going to be comfortable. You know, this is a team that lets every other team back into the game if they have a lead. Um, and, uh, realistically, uh, you know, San Francisco is a tough opponent right now as well. They're playing pretty sharp. This is a very cool kind of elimination game, at least in the NFC playoff picture, as far as I can tell you. And uh, ultimately, I like the dog with uh, Jeff, Jeff, with Jefferson and Thielen playing as, um, you know, as well as they are right now in San Francisco's issues in the secondary. This is a nice spot for Minnesota to uh, be able to play from ahead. Um, and then uh, I backed the uh, the two Ohio teams in the in the AFC South tilts. I laid the points with Cincinnati. Uh, I took the points with Cleveland. Um not a lot to say other than there's basically uh, I don't have a ton of faith in Pittsburgh with the defensive injuries that they've suffered. I think their defense is still wildly overrated um, by the market. You know, the fact that you, you, you the fact that Cincinnati gave you a B minus effort and still scored 32 or whatever they did against the Raiders. And now your team total is 24 and a half against a, a defense that they already played very competently against and is now missing many of their key pieces. Uh, Cincinnati should be able to cover that number. And then uh, Cleveland and Baltimore, I really only have separated by about a point in my power rankings. Uh, and so the fact that you're going to give me a four and a half there is a very, very appealing uh, side uh, in the Sunday nighter. Yeah, when Baltimore on record is saying they'd be shocked if Lamar Jackson could not go in this game. They expect him to be back uh, from this mysterious non-COVID illness. And back to the Minnesota point again, just some uh, some brief bullet points on their results. They lost on a Dalvin Cook fumble in overtime to Cincinnati. They missed a 37-yard field goal to lose to Arizona with no time left. They lost to Cleveland by seven, had the ball to Cleveland 26 with no time left. They did lose to Cooper Rush, probably their worst performance of the year. They coughed up a 14-point second-half lead to Baltimore, lost that game. And then a couple of their wins, or a few of their wins now, right? They beat Detroit by a miracle in the last minute after Detroit had taken the lead. They beat Carolina in overtime after they desperately tried to lose that game to the Panthers this past weekend against the the Packers. That thing about them having leads and then just (laughs) not being able to... To be, you know, to enjoy the the happiness of having a lead, right? It never yeah. stays with the Vikings. Has got to be the single most frustrating thing for Vikings fans and Vikings betters. It's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, at the same time, though, it's part of their DNA now, and you could tell like the offense is on the sidelines against the Packers, and when they give up that eighty, you know, seventy-five yard touchdown to Valdez Scantling with two minutes to go, you could tell the offense was like, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're ready to go. You're going to give us two minutes. Okay. We got this. And obviously like if, if, uh, you know, that, that interception is complete is becomes a completed catch That's for right. green Bay, That's they, right. they lose, they lose, <laughs> but, uh, but still it was a good play by Jeff Jefferson and knock that ball out. And then, uh, ultimately the outstanding, you know, easy. It looked, they made it look easy, uh, you know, moving down into field goal range. And, you know, that's what's funny is that like, that's as good as this offense can be when you sort of take the throttle off, when you take the, you know, the minus EV concepts out of the playbook for them, they look amazing. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, I think we're going to get good Vikings here from here on, but, uh, who the heck knows. All right. So Vikings, Cleveland, and Cincinnati for Drew this weekend. Appreciate it. Drew, as always, happy Thanksgiving this week, specifically. Yes, you as well. Best to you and everybody that listens to the numbers game. Thank you, sir. Drew Densick, everybody, from uh, Bet the Edge and Deep Dive. Those podcasts, Whale underscore Capper. College football next, and then a survivor breakdown. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Black Friday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. It is a limited time offer, however. So sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Again, uh, for Christmas, getting everybody here, the crew, uh, something from the VEASAN store. And I said, any item you want, any item. And Ann, uh, in the corner, audio goes, can I get a any item? And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, can I get a hoodie? I said, any item. And swinging for the fences. That is allowed. Is permitted. The man said any item. Any item it is. Just my way of saying Merry Christmas and thank you to all here who make this show possible. Including you, Jeff Parlay. How you doing? Are you good? We're all happy to be here, Gil. We're so. all happy to be here. By the way, I will tell you the uh, the now that we're selling the Brent Jackpot Baby T-shirts, <laughs> yeah, those be should those should be sold out by the end of next week. He let that's out a, how good of a shirt that is. He let out a Jackpot Baby on the Megapod last week. He's like Jackpot Baby, as only he could. The pipes at his age, phenomenal. By the way, today on the Megapod, we're doing an early Megapod for those wondering. Hey, you doing a Megapod on Thanksgiving week? Yes. After the show today. Uh, Breaking NASCAR records, heading over to the D. We'll do the Megapod. Mikey, uh, Mike Palm, Todd Wishnev, and I with Adam Chernoff, who's been kind enough to join us again for a second straight year. Did two shows with us last year. Uh, we got tweets at Beanie the Book. This is from uh, Matt Warrior zero one three. Now I eat breakfast and dinner with you. Great shows every day, Gil. Uh, he's referring to primetime action. Besides this one, shout out to Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin, uh, who are as much, if not more, of that show than I am. This is from Arthur Middleman. What do you think of a megapod for the Australian Open with Dan Weston and Drew Densick? Bruh, let's make that happen. Hope Dano's okay. Haven't had Dano on in a while. Hope he's doing well. All right, Jeff, college football, my friend. You want to talk some college football? Are you looking more forward this weekend to pro football or college football? I'm going college. Uh, you know what? I will say this. The college slate, there are two games I really care about. Obviously, the big ga- the game in in Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. Ohio State, Michigan, and Bedlam is unbelievable. Bedlam's intriguing. awesome. Bedlam's awesome. By the way, Oklahoma State's defense shutting out Texas Tech this past weekend. That was a great bet. Oklahoma State jumped on that. Whew. We'll get to these games in a second, though, because I want to get your thoughts on which way you're going on these. First, though, college football rankings. What is it? The fourth version of them tonight? The fourth of. Five, is it? Or the fourth of six? Six. 
Fourth of six. So this wraps up. That's right. Fourth of six. Only the sixth matters. But we had some clarity. And we thought this would, you know, let the games play out before you get all, you know, your, your panties in a twist about this. Let the games play out. You like that one? Yeah? And then the, uh, so here's the deal. So Michigan State gets absolutely destroyed by Ohio State. C.J. Stroud, I, I tweeted about this on Saturday. That's the greatest statistical half of football by a quarterback we've seen this generation with the exception of Joe Burrow's first half against Oklahoma in the 2019 semifinals. That was unbelievable. C.J. Stroud against Michigan State. Burrow, the first half, for those who forgot, Burrow, the first half against Oklahoma, had seven touchdown passes in the first half. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And 403 yards passing. I shortchanged him eight yards in my uh, tweet on Saturday. So that's still the standard bearer of a half. But Stroud, my goodness. And now it's a, it's a mano a mano for the Heisman, right? This cleared up because C.J. Stroud had that unbelievable half against Michigan State. And then later, Bryce Young went ballistic with 559 yards passing later in the day for Alabama. Who ended up beating Arkansas by a touchdown in the end. Arkansas always feisty. So it's Stroud versus Young. Stroud minus 200. Bryce Young plus 150. Who you got? Am I, and am I right? It's just these two right now. If yeah. anyone else wins the Heisman, something went horribly yeah. wrong in the voting. Yeah. I would lean Stroud, but Bryce, Bryce Young, if he plays great against Georgia and Alabama wins... Bryce Young probably should win the award. Well, I think you hit on the answer. The answer is we'll find out in the next two weeks, right? It will come down to the next two weeks. The only thing that we have to remember here, since a zillion people vote for the Heisman Trophy. 900 plus r- vote Rough on the estimate Heisman. on zillion yes. there for me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of these guys who are older school will submit their ballot too early. So we have to remember this, Gil. Are we still doing that? Really? Of course we are. Come How on. many of the 900-plus do you think are submitting their ballots early? I think too many of them. Why? Because they're like, I've got Christmas shopping to do. I might forget. Let me put this in. Or the, oh, I can't count the, the conference championship game. That's not oh, the regular oh, season. Oh, that crowd? <laughs> it's really, yeah. I, would, I, I think the odds are probably correct right now, right? C.J. Stroud, yes. for that half of football, where it was just shy of 400 yards passing, six touchdown passes against Michigan State. It was just ridiculous Saturday morning. I think he is the favorite currently, but yeah, you're right. If, if, if Bryce Young goes off in the Iron Bowl and then in the SEC Championship and C.J. Stroud doesn't in Ohio State's two remaining games, Michigan and then Big Ten Championship, it'll go to Bryce Young. Same vice versa. So I think that's probably the answer to that question. But back to the whole thing where it's like, okay, so Michigan State, gone. We don't have to talk about them anymore. And then, of course, we don't have to talk about Oregon anymore. We don't have to talk about the Pac-12 ever again, which is our annual ritual here right about this time of season where we're force-fed the Pac-12 for a couple months of college football, a couple months plus, and then we all realize in the end, not that those of us who've been saying it year after year, everybody else comes to the realization Oh, yeah, they do suck. Everybody does. Oregon getting crushed by Utah in that game. That was such a run out by the Utes. So that's the end of that. So now the college football rankings tonight, Jeff, you're going to have the big three, if I can call them that, Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, whichever order you'll get for 2-3. And then I guess you'll have Cincinnati at four and Michigan at five. And so my qu- and Notre Dame or Oklahoma State at six. 
Six, I don't think six, it matters. Seven, I don't doesn't ma matter. It doesn't matter who's Here's my question. five, six, seven. Here's my question to you. How does Cincinnati get screwed in the end? Because you know that's coming. Well, there's only one possibility that would make sense. Oklahoma State wins twice. And Alabama beats Georgia. That's it. That's the only one that makes sense. That's, that's the only one that logically you, makes sense. Okay, you said which makes sense. Now I want you to go to the category of now give me all the options that doesn't make sense because that might happen too. Well, Notre Dame win. win, win Notre Dame eleven and one. Cincinnati thirteen and zero. And the committee decides to put Notre Dame in despite that's, the fact Cincinnati won in won in South Bend. Kind of what Brent said on the Megapod last week. And oh, will that make people's heads explode? Obviously, with Cincinnati having beaten Notre Dame. Whew, this is gonna be fun. As far as these games this week, and let's flash up this graphic because these are all the biggest games in college football this week. And, I, man, these are – I would tell you that a few of these jump off the page to me. So Ohio State-Michigan, which is now up to 8.5, I did think 7 was low. Like, I get it, Michigan's defense is a different animal than some of the other defenses they played here recently. But 7 seemed low the way Ohio State's playing. 8.5, would you, would you dare play Michigan? I wouldn't. I'd like a little more. A little more, sure. Yeah. But I, look at Michigan's defense. If there's a defense that's going to slow down that offense, this would be the one. But then you flip around and remember, oh yeah, Michigan State put thirty on them in the second half, basically. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna end up betting this game preflop. Right, let me let me just tell you this. Growing up in D.C., where we didn't have a college football powerhouse, it was not a college football town. It was a uh, Washington football team town when I was growing up. But this was the weekend where. Ohio State, Michigan, and Alabama-Auburn ruled the roost. It's all that mattered this weekend. An East Coast tradition. How about... What about Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? Let's go to Bedlam, where the Cowboys are four-point favorites, and Mike Gundy is doing this in a Brian Billick kind of way. You're supposed to be an offensive guy, but you've just, you've just you realize, well, the defense is going to get me to the promised land here. Do you like Oklahoma State? The best part about this game is that we have a bedlam game with a total that's barely in the 50s. It's unbelievable. I, I totally, totally insane. Uh, I, I'm not going to bet this. I would only bet Oklahoma State, though, because we have seen now Caleb Williams has struggled against better defenses, and Oklahoma State's defense is fabulous. And look, again, again really if is. Oklahoma State, they can still get to the Big 12 championship game with a loss here. Um if their path is easier than Oklahoma because the way the tiebreakers break down with Baylor. Uh, Baylor were to win and Oklahoma loses. Baylor plays Oklahoma State next week. Uh, but, look, Oklahoma State's really good. The one interesting thing will be if Oklahoma State makes the playoff and gets the four seed against Georgia, how low does that total go? Because <laughs> those defenses, obviously Georgia's all-time great good. will that be to Oklahoma watch? State's defense is great, too. I could talk about this because different things pop up in my head. Here's one other playoff scenario. If Alabama, just work with me, because I know they're 20, like 19 and a half point favorites against Auburn, but it's the Iron Bowl. Let's say just hypothetically, Alabama lost to Auburn and then beat Georgia in the SEC championship. You don't think the committee would still put them in? You're well, damn that, right they would. Look, that's one of your, that's your nightmare Cincinnati scenario I, I'm right I'm telling there. you, man, that would still happen. By the way, the last one on here, Notre Dame, get, getting back to the ridiculousness of, of Notre Dame skipping over Cincinnati if that happened. Notre Dame's only an 18-and-a-half-point favorite at Stanford. They're not good enough to be better than that. Stanford's atrocious. Atrocious. 
We'll come back. Full survivor breakdown. You don't want to miss this next. Numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, welcomes you with a special offer on Thanksgiving weekend football. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro or college game. If any team scores a touchdown at any Thanksgiving weekend game, you'll win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Feast on the football action with live betting and boosted odds specials all weekend long at BetMGM. Just download the BetMGM app today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Skill Alexander. We get tweets. 3-Jack H-3131. Great gesture towards your crew by taking them shopping. Next step is to do a giveaway of items for your daily listeners. Go back to my KML days. Caller 106, you're a winner. It's like, caller 105, I'm sorry you just missed. I would legit go through 106 callers to get to 106. Uh, Tommy Rowe, I'm feeling pretty good with my C.J. Stroud bet that I got on October 5th. October 6th, pardon me. The odds, 25 to 1. Yeah, I'd feel pretty good about that, too. All right. Skill, Jeff Parlay is here as well. All right, Parlay. So this is this is a deep dive into Circa Survivor for the great job that Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, and crew did with their contests. Circa Survivor, for me, as you know, has always been the most fun to talk about when I'm in it, when I'm not in it. I don't, when I'm in it, I'm thinking to myself, when I'm out of this, I'm not going to want to talk about it at all. Yeah, no, not the case at all because of what happened, the, the actual bloodshed, the carnage of Survivor that occurred after Week 7. So, again, first, Circus Survivor 2, second year of Survivor. Remember last year there was 1,300-plus entries. I got to Week 15. Jared Goff killed me. Only game I would have lost. This year, first seven weeks of Survivor, from 4,080 entries to 2,131. So, like, no... Not a one, not one underdog of seven and a half points or more won a game outright. So it only went from 40-80 to 21-31 in seven weeks. And then in a 15-day period from week eight to week 10, 90-plus percent of the remaining entries knocked out so that there were only 173 left after this past week. Well, this week, 39 more got knocked out, most of those on the Tennessee Titans. And so here you go. You have 134 entries left out of 4,080. Each of those 134, each of those 134 remaining entries has an intrinsic value of $44,776. We're talking about real money, y'all. From this point forward, this is going to get unbelievable. Remember, it's a $6 million prize. $7 million, I think, if you used Kansas City or Tampa Bay the final week. Let's not worry about that. Each has an intrinsic value of $44,776 based on the $6 million prize. Now, of the remaining 134, three people have three entries left. Nine people have two entries left, best we can tell on those, right? Because we're just assuming people named them entry one, entry two, entry three, so on and so forth, up to a max of six. If somebody out there is using different names, then that's a different story. But as best we can tell, three people have three entries, nine have two entries. 
which would mean that there's of the 134 remaining entries, there are 119 different people still alive. By the way, this also speaks to what I've been saying all year, which is everybody bragging about how they have like, oh, all my six entries are still alive and it's week seven. I'll say it again for the 10,000th time. Your extra entries are relatively nonsense until you get to Thanksgiving week. Because you don't, by definition, you're not playing. Most people are not playing their extra entries the same way they're playing what's going to be their final remaining one. And so, by definition, you are not playing those optimally. And the proof is in the pudding. I was right. 11 people ended up having multiple entries heading into this Thursday. 11 so I don't know how many different people started with the 4,080, but let's say it's 3,000. Jeff, would you have an estimate on that? Who knows, right? How many different people played the 4,080? Let's say it's 3,000 different people. I don't know if that's low or high or whatever. But you're still only talking about a half a percent of people who ended up with extra entries. Having extra entries is largely just something to make people feel good most of the time and ultimately only matters to a very select few in the end. So here we are. Three have three, nine have two. 119 different people. Of the three entry entrants, one of them has used both Buffalo and Dallas already heading into Thanksgiving. So they're in a pickle. Another one of the three has used Buffalo. You would assume that they would use Dallas in one. I mean, what can we assume with that one? That that person, let's take the one with, let's take the one that has used both Buffalo and Dallas. The one that has used both Buffalo and Dallas what do they do? Two Chicago and one Detroit just to assure that they get at least one through? Because remember, that's the benefit of having multiple entries now. The one that has burned Buffalo, one has used Buffalo but still has Dallas available. What do they do? Two Dallas and one Chicago? And then one has Buffalo and Dallas both available. That person is in the best position. If you were power ranking everybody right now, that person's the number one power rank team of the remaining 119 people because they could essentially use one on all three favorites this weekend if they, or this Thursday if they wanted to. By the way, of the two entry entrants, if you were wondering, two have used both Buffalo and Dallas. We don't want to break that down even further. Um, you figure those people will split Chicago and Detroit to advance one. Although I'd like to make a point about this later. Let's bookmark that. Let's go to the other screen here. By the way, if Detroit, let's say there's a scenario this Thanksgiving, so essentially what I just talked about, if Detroit, Vegas, and New Orleans all win, let's say all the underdogs win. I know, not likely, but let's say they do. You're probably only going to have three or four people left, three or four entries left out of the 134. If you have a nightmare scenario where all the dogs win outright on Thursday based on those multiple entry entrants that I just talked about, you'll probably only have three or four people left in this, three or four entrants. Okay, of the 134 remaining entries then, breaking them down as a whole group, 37 have used Buffalo and Dallas. 37 of the remaining 134 entries have already burned Buffalo and Dallas. Yes, they got to go Chicago on Thursday. 68 of the 134 remaining entries have used Buffalo but not Dallas. They got to take Dallas, right? 15 have taken Dallas, but not Buffalo. Now, here's the question. Do any of those players get nervous with Dallas's injuries and take Chicago? 
And then 14 of the remaining 134 entries have Buffalo and Dallas both available. Who knows how those break down? 10 to Dallas, 4 to Buffalo, whatever your instincts tell you. But those are the 100, that's the 134 entry roadmap, if you will. 37 have used them both. 68 have used Buffalo, but not Dallas. 15 have used Dallas, but not Buffalo. 14 have both Buffalo and Dallas available. So there's a couple questions. One, does anyone take New Orleans? Anyone at all? Your instinct, Jeff? They shouldn't. Not a one? I wouldn't. I mean, the only possibility would be one of the multiple entries one, and even then it doesn't make sense. No, if you're gonna if you have multi multiple entries left and you want to split, I you split either the first two games. Okay, so this brings me to my biggest point about all this. So we just talked about how I've said a hundred times on all these different shows on the Megapod, here on a numbers game on primetime action, how the notion of having extra entries for you know, 99% of the people doesn't matter in the end. Of the 11 people, again, three with three entries, eight with two remaining, of all those people, they've gotten to the promised land here now, Thanksgiving, where they have multiple entries. And so in their heads, the entire season to this point, they've thought to themselves, well, if I get to Thanksgiving with multiple entries, I'm going to split so that I guarantee one goes through. Here's the question, Jeff. Now, how much of those how, of, of those 11 remaining people with multiples does the human element kick in after all of these two and a half months where they've decided if I have multiple entries, I'm going to split to guarantee one goes through. Does their brain now twist on them and say, wait a minute, I don't want to sacrifice one or two of these. I want to get all, all of mine in, whether it's two or three. I'm not doing splits at all. Of the remaining 11 that have that, do you think, it will, you think someone will not split? Because the brain will do a funny thing to you now at this point. You've waited all year to get to this point, and now you're like, wait a minute. I want to have multiple entries after Thanksgiving, because, especially because Sunday, this coming Sunday, is so ridiculously difficult. Because if you have two and you split, you might not get past Sunday. Yeah, I, look, the, the Cowboy injuries kind of throw the wrench into this. Because every team's flawed now. Because the Cowboys, if, if CD... What time do these have to be submitted, by the way, on, on Thursday? Great question. I'm going to ask Mike Palm on the Megapod coming up. Okay, because if you can late, wait till the last moment to submit and you know CeeDee Lamb is going to be able to play, which he was in meetings yesterday, so it's not a total foregone conclusion, maybe you go that way. Tyron uh, is in, it appears, and it appears that uh, Amari Cooper is out. Coming back, Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.